Sign up for Bluehost today and get your own cyberspace for just $3.95 a month. Just go to mysite.thefakest.com to get started. Welcome to The Fake Cast, the official podcast for KCOM Studios, The Fakest, where we discuss the stories behind the fake news. My name is Leanne Snyder, and I'm the new co-anchor here at The Fakest. And since we are holed up in a deep underground bunker on account of that red cloud poisoning the city out there, I thought I would take this opportunity to get to know a co-worker. And since Paul and I and, well, Grace Huber-Stafford is down here, uh, I thought we would take some time to talk to Grace, our socio-political reporter. Grace, what, what do you think's going on out there with this red cloud? How is it affecting the public? Well, it was pretty crazy. I looked out the window when this all started and there were some people protesting, but they kind of hit the ground pretty quick. So I don't know what to think. Other than that, it's just the usual looting of HDTVs. I guess people want to watch the cloud at home or see how the playoffs turn out. What, what are they protesting out there? Are they protesting the cloud? They're protesting the color of the cloud. Uh, mm. They didn't think it was representative enough. It was just all red. Not enough diversity out there. Apparently not. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I guess the there, there's a lot of coverage out there. Do we have cameras out there? Is there anybody out there covering it? I think we had like a trail cam strapped to a lamppost that got a few pictures, but uh, I think someone looted it. Mm, well, that happens when you get a riot out there, when uh, the world seems like it's going to end. Uh, speaking of end. Hey, guys, uh, guys, you guys, you're doing great. You're doing great. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just going to cut through here real quick. And uh, I, I'm trying to find my furnace vodka. Paul, you're messing up my podcast. I'm trying to interview Grace. Oh, you're doing that stupid podcast idea again. Well, well, before you interrupted us, I was trying to see what Grace thought about how the cloud showed up. What, what, where do you think it came from? Oh, I think we nuked the moon. Mm. I mean, the Pentagon's been wanting to do that since the 50s. And with China's space program taking off, they do not want them to find that alien base that's next to the Eisenhower golf course up there. And conveniently, I think they can blame it all on North Korea and just say it was one of their missiles that did it. But I think it was really the Pentagon. Mm, that seems like it would check out. Grace, how did I know you would be the one who would jump in with a conspiracy theory? I love your conspiracy theories. I love the energy. It's the truth, Paul. Come on. Oh, conspiracies can be true. We're, we're conspiring here down in this bunker, aren't we? I mean, what, what is it, like a group of three people and it's a conspiracy? We're a conspiracy. Or a cabal. I'm not sure how those numbers pan out. Maybe the red cloud is puppies. I suppose. Well, but we haven't heard anybody barking, but maybe they're the, the silent Basenji type of dog or puppies that don't bark. Or maybe they're like, they're like puppy ghosts, but they're like friendly ghosts. So they're like Casper the friendly puppy ghost cloud. I think we figured it out, guys. What if it's it was something crazy, like maybe maybe the cloud shifts into something. Maybe it's a shapeshifter that sh changes shape into different things or people. We don't know what's in that cloud. Maybe there are little tiny people traveling in the cloud. What if they're giant flying red ants coming to eat us? That would be really bad. And it just looks like a red cloud. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, and there's an argument brewing here that some people think it's a good thing the red cloud has come to kill us all, and others say that's mean. It could be anything. Lots, of, lots of different things could be happening there. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a symbolic manifestation of all the evil in the world, and the only way to defeat it is by eating chocolate. We don't know what's going on in that cloud. Does chocolate defeat evil? Because I have some evil uh, in my in my basement uh, that I would love to get rid of. Do I just need to throw like a Hershey bar down there? You might want to try white chocolate against evil. Yeah, that seems like that would work. Or or some like 85 percent organic chocolate, maybe some organic dark chocolate versus the the white non-organic chocolate. We could try a bunch of different things. And I I really wish, Paul, you had told me that you had a stash of chocolate somewhere. Well, I, I, I don't have it down here, actually. I, I, I do have the furnace vodka, which I'm having a heck of a time finding. But, you know, all this talk of chocolate, I'm, I'm really, really hungry now. Do you, do you guys want some some beans? We do have some beans down here, about 70 cans or so. I, I, I know you might be getting sick of it, but it's all we have. You guys want some some beans? Yeah, I think not at the moment. We, we've got some talking to do. Maybe we don't need to eat right now. I'm going to go eat some beans and look for my, 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 my vodka. You guys haven't seen it anywhere, have you? Can't say that I have. Yeah, maybe you should keep looking. Okay, I'll, I'll go look. I'll talk to you guys later. Have fun with your stupid-ass podcast. Okay, Thanks, Paul. Well, so, Grace, I had some questions about your your family life. Your your last name is Huber Stafford. Well, what's, what's that about? Where does your name come from, and what are your parents like? Well, actually, my last name should be Huber Staffer. But you see, my father ran the biggest Ford dealership in the upper central Mideast. And when I was born, he was so excited that he handed the nurse his business card when she was filling out our paperwork. And she wrote down Huber Staffer Ford is my last name. And it was just too much red tape to correct. And it was kind of cool sounding. And my dad thought it was good advertising, assuming that someday I would take over the business. He was wrong about that, by the way. Well, there's a reason people come to Ron Huber Staffer Ford. It begins with a welcome, but it ends with so much more. Because we're not just a dealership, we're also a lender. A one-stop shop for four-wheel drive. A lifestyle. A name you've trusted for over three years. We don't simply get you behind the wheel. We get you a loan. And it don't matter if you deserve one or not, we're gonna get you one, all right? We show our commitment to you, your family, and your bank account every single damn day. So come on down to Ron Huber Staffer Ford and experience the Huber Staffer Ford Advantage today. Welcome to the experience, and welcome to Ron Huber Staffer Ford. So, so why didn't you go into the into the car business? Why didn't you follow with your 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 father's footsteps? Well, you know, after watching him sell all these cars for all those years, I just saw how his sales technique could be applied to a lot of different industries, aside from just the car lot. For example, he was always coming up with clever catchphrases like, it's got parts and it starts, or a surprise in every glove box. And I just thought, you know what? I could write headlines like that and reach a lot of people. And that's how I decided to go to the Bill Nelson School of Journalism and Classic Car Auction House. 
You see, everything in life just kind of works together to make the whole complete. I guess I, I don't know how to really bring this up because you have uh, something of an unusual uh, other career that uh, maybe we could talk about while we're down here since I'm uh, interviewing you on, on the microphone. Uh, Grace, I know you have a, an interest in, um, how would you say, uh, professional dancing? Oh, yes. I stripped for years. You don't have to be shy about stripping. In fact, you could strip down here if you want. Well, I don't. I don't think anybody wants to see that. That's that's not something that uh, is n- needing to happen. Where when it's just uh, you and, and Paul and me, I, I think that's uh, that's maybe inappropriate. If there's going to be anyone here stripping, it's going to be me. Now, Grace, uh, you don't know this, but I, I've done this a bunch in my bathroom, and I'm really great at it. Let me go. Okay, okay, Paul. There's there's no need to to get uh, absurd about this. You you don't need put your put your clothes back on. We don't need we don't need all that. Do I have to? Yeah, I I think maybe we should. Even though this is an audio podcast, that's that's really unnecessary and very unprofessional. Okay, okay. I guess I'll go back and eat my beans. So this the stripping. So how how did that get started? Well, I needed a little bit of extra money, and I figured that stripping is really just a form of sales at odd hours. And the only thing you need to be successful in a strip career is confidence and to know your audience. And I was good at both of those things. You see, there's a different technique used with your regular Thursday morning losers versus your conventioneers. They've got lots of money, they're drunk, they're just throwing their money around. But with the guys that are in there every Thursday morning with nothing better to do, you need to grease their skids a little more. So I went into stripping prop comedy and I had this great routine that involved me trying to keep a live cat out of a warm laundry basket. This went gangbusters. People loved it. Anyway, it was just fun. I think any career you're in, if you just make it your own, you can be a success. Well, it sounds like you, you weren't real picky about all of this. You, you, you just kind of went with anybody and everybody who would come to your shows. So it seems like you maybe should have been more selective with some of these people. But I guess, you know, whatever works, if that's something that you're into. Um, I, I, I appreciate that you involved cats, though. That That's something that I like because I, I do like cats. Hey, guys, does anybody have a screwdriver? I'm taking apart the furnace right now. It's really hot, and I'm pretty sure my vodka is underneath of it. Yeah, well, the the heat is bothering me a little bit, so you, I really would appreciate it if you, if you did fix it. Here's a can opener. A can opener? Perfect. Uh, I, I mean, what's a furnace but a large can? Thanks, Grace. I'll be back later. So when when you're doing this, how, how do you balance a, a love life with the stripping? Oh, I really don't worry about that. You know, once I learned investigative reporting techniques, I was always running background checks and skip traces on folks. And honestly, I would find out so much drama about these men that I just wasn't really interested Some guys were fun. There were some cool senators and congressmen I hooked up with and got some good stories out of them. But for the most part, romance has never been a big deal in my life. Too many other fun things to do. 
Well, I guess I need to give you credit for that, Grace. That- Ask her about Birdman Stan. <laughs> oh, Birdman Stan. What's that about? Oh, yeah. The Birdman. Gosh, I miss him. He was a lot of fun. You know, we first started dating back in journalism school, and he was great. He was always up for anything, and you never knew what he was going to do next. But unfortunately, we met each other's families, and we just hated them at first sight. And that just pretty much ended. It. We couldn't conceive of having to put up with each other's relatives. So we drifted apart. But then later, when we were both working at KCOM for the Fakest, you know, we kind of got back together and realized, hey, all those people are dead now. It was a really bright, happy day. You know, I have a funny story about Stan. Uh, he was very nice to me one day. I had for- come to work and forgotten my lunch. So Stan said, hey, I'll, t- I'll take you to lunch. What I didn't realize was he was going to put me on the chopper. We took the chopper to a fast food joint, and we couldn't fit through the drive-thru. It was very dangerous, and I, didn't th- I, thought, I thought maybe we were going to die. But we ended up uh, with some burgers and some fries, and uh, that, that made my day. So Stan, I, I do miss Stan. I miss him, too. You know, speaking of his helicopter, I remember the time he was lonely and decided to advertise for a helicopter stewardess on Craigslist. But instead of a pretty girl, some guys from the Russian mafia showed up, beat the crap out of him, and stole his helicopter. (laughs) Classic Stan. Classic Stan. Okay, guys, I've, uh, I'm, uh... Uh, the pi- I'm waiting for the pilot light to go out. Uh, so, but I heard you. Gu- are you guys telling stand stories over here? Yeah. Do you have a stand story? Oh my god, I have so many stand stories. Okay, so like this one time, I was I, I was like I was doing the news and I, I I called in Stan and he was like, Oh my god, it's Paul. And I was like, Oh my god, it's Stan. <laughs> and then we just started talking about family ties and the, those episodes that had Tom Hanks in them. They were really kind of dark and depressing. Before I knew it, he'd crashed his helicopter like he always did, that fucking idiot. I'm trying to think of the last time I talked to him in a friendly way before his unfortunate death. I, I think I was sitting at the anchor desk going over my script for the show, and and, and he walked up and he was like, "Hey, boss, I'm about to take the copter out. Uh, is there any is there any booze around? I'd like some booze." And I was like, "Yes, Dan. I have a thing of vodka right underneath the furnace down in the bunker. If you go down there and find it, just grab it, but." Don't put it back there because I don't want anyone else to find it because someone might have heard this conversation. So I told him to put it in the cabinet. I'll be right back, guys. Um, Grace, I got to let's let's get back to 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 your story. Um, So let's uh, tell the people uh, about that first time that we went out and uh, we went on a news story together. Do you remember that We, we were going out? We were going out on a story and then the news truck went down. Yeah, it was right in front of that Korean market. And I remember you just had to go in there and see what kind of ramen they had. Yeah, and and then I went in and I bought some and it made me sick and I started throwing up. Oh, that was so disgusting. You know, even that one dog came up from the street and was trying to get in on that. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm choking up just thinking about that. And then we called the paramedics and they came by and they were trying to get us to the hospital. Yeah, you know, I think they need a little more funding. That one right front wheel was like wobbling on that ambulance and I didn't think we were gonna make it. 
Yeah, I thought we and we and we and we really didn't. It, to tell the truth, we actually crashed, and then we had to get someone else to come and pick us up because we had no news truck, and the paramedics were down, and I was vomiting, so it was a real mess. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing that uh, Congressman Smith there from Washington still owed me a favor from that time I was in his lumberjack porno and he came in his limousine. And at least we had a classy exit from that terrible, terrible day. Yeah, I mean, Congressman Smith, he, he really came through for us. We, we never did get the story, actually, but we, we did return back to the news station all in one piece. And in style. Okay, guys, I... I found the vodka. It was in the cabinet. Thank you, Stan. May you ever rest in peace. D- does anybody want some? Oh, Paul. Yeah, I, I mean, well. Come on. Maybe just a little bit. Come on, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'll do a shot. Sweet. I knew I, I knew you were good for it, Grace. I knew you were good for it. You're, always, you're the best. You've always been the best. I've known you for so long. You know what? You know what I never told you, Grace? What? When Leanne started here at the Fakus, give me the vodka, by the way, thanks. When Leanne started here at the Fakus, man, she fucking hated you. I don't know what the deal was. Like, there were so many meetings with, like, her and, and HR and me, and I had to deal with it. And it, it was crazy. It, it, did it, Leanne, did you ever tell her about that? Uh, Paul, come on, man. Well, I guess now now I have to say something about it. Okay, you do that. Yeah, I just realized I never got the beans. One more sip of vodka each. There you go. There you go. Okay, uh, uh, Grace. Grace. Okay, I'll be back in a little bit, guys. Bye. So what is this about? Okay, Grace, I will fess up. I've been a little judgy about you ever since the first time I started working here because when I when I showed up at the fakus for the first day, I went in to the break room to get some coffee, and there you are just making out with some random dude in there, and I thought it was super inappropriate. So uh, that has really colored my perception of you since that day. Okay, now you should know by now that sometimes you have to do things you don't like to get a story. And to be quite honest, there were things about you that irritated me in the office, too. Oh, oh, like what? Like that ridiculous pencil collection you have on your desk with all the weird little eraser people on the ends. What is that about? Are we five years old here? Some of those eraser people are really rare and they're worth a lot of money. Well, what was that? What was that story that you were you were getting when you were macking out on that guy in the break room? Uh, I better not divulge my source on that. Well, I hope it was worth it because it, it was a real uh, display of uh, affection that I was not wanting to witness at that time in that early in the morning. It was a little inappropriate for the workplace, but uh, it, when I when I went out of the break room and went back into into the newsroom, I guess you 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 finally got that story that you were you were uh, a quote working on uh, because you did seem a little more professional when you came into the. The, the studio after that. Well, it was my top story of the day, I can tell you that much. Um, so, uh, the, 
the, after that, um, I, I, did, I really tried. I really tried. But you did have several instances in the studio and outside of the studio even after that uh, when we'd go on news stories. There'd be some, some random guy who would pop up. It was all very inappropriate. Um, but, I, you know, I'll try to get past it and just accept that that's who you are because you do have that history in, in stripping and that's kind of how you, you do get your story. So I guess I'll just accept that as part of your personality. Hey, what's wrong with having a lot of friends? Well, I guess uh, if you want to call them that, uh, yeah, I guess they could be your friends. Uh, and you seem to have a lot of them. So uh, good for you for, for being able to make friends. Listen, I've been around the reporting scene a heck of a lot longer than you have, and I know how important personal relationships are, so you might want to just step back and take a page out of my book and learn a thing or two, kiddo. Well, maybe you are the veteran reporter here, but I don't think I don't think I would be doing that. I think I would have a little more uh, class and, and ability to, to get my stories instead of having to, to, to do it in the way that you do it. But um, I guess, uh, you know, I'll have to respect that part of you that is the veteran here at The Fakest. Hey, 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 guys. Hey, guys. I was over there drinking some of the Mavadka. And did I hear some some low key shade being thrown over here? It couldn't get any shadier if we were another hundred meters underground, Paul. Ah, uh, come on, guys! We're stuck down here together for like ever. Why why can't you just get along? Well, you outed my secret about how I didn't like Grace, so we're we're having to hash it out right here while this weird red cloud is hanging over us. See, this, this, this is what I get for telling the truth. This is, this is what I get for telling the truth. I'm the fakest. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I, oh, oh, I know how we're going to fix this, okay? This, this is a game. It, it always worked great in college, okay? Okay, it's called, it's called Truth or dare, except, 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 uh, since, since we're the fakest, we'll do it lie or, or dare. Okay. Okay. So, so one of you guys got to go first. Uh, I, I, uh, Grace, lie or dare? Lie. Lie. Okay. Okay. What is, what is, who is, what is, how, who, how, who, what is, your your favorite guy you ever had a crush on? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Ooh, Ronald Reagan. I, the, the Gipper. It's a little like climbing Mount Everest because we're here. That's right. His administration had more scandals in the 80s than you could shake a stick at. Lots of good reporting there. Good, good. Uh, Grace, you won the round. You can have a drink now, okay? Here's vodka. Here's vodka. Okay, uh, now Leanne. Leanne. Lie or dare? Uh, dare. Dare, okay. Okay, uh, let's see here. Leanne, Leanne, something Leanne would never do and would be uncomfortable doing, but she'd have to do it because I'm giving her a dare. Ah, uh, Leanne. <laughs> Grace, Grace, you're going to love this. Hold up. <laughs> Leanne, I dare you. To pick your nose and take a selfie of it while you're doing it. 
you, here's what you do. Here's what you, you go into settings on your phone, and you enable AirDrop, and then you AirDrop it to my phone. It'll work. It'll work. I'll post it to the Instagram. Okay, Paul. I guess because you dared <laughs> me to. Yes. Oh, she's doing it. Oh, my God. Oh. Her finger is up her nose. <laughs> and you think I'm not classy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, you can stop now, Leanne. It's, it's, it's really gross. It's really gross. I thought what happened in the bunker stayed in the bunker. It does until we get out of the bunker, at least, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. Now, why don't you, you do, do me? Do the lie or dare thing for me. Lie or dare? Um... I'm the fakest, so I, I, I guess lie. Okay, what's your lie? Uh, my lie is I have never told the truth. And that's a lie. So it's true. Right? Right? It, wait, no. Uh, hmm. I'm getting a headache. <sighs> Me too. Must be the vodka. You know, I, I really need some more carbs. I mean, I never did get the beans. Can one of you hold the vodka for me? I don't want to drop it on the way. Thanks. I got it. Bye. So, Grace, while, while we're down here, have, have you been uh, checking anything to see if anybody knows what, what's, what's going on with the, the, the cloud since you are the sociopolitical reporter? I know we have spotty Internet down here, but have you been able to uncover anything? What are people saying about it? Oh, well, no one really knows still why the cloud is there. There's some weird theory that there was a big celebrity barbecue in Hawaii with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Oprah, and it set the volcano off. But. But uh, there's really not any corroborating evidence on that one. That that seems like that could happen. I wonder if, uh, you know, what, what does Taylor Swift think about it? I don't know. Taylor's been kind of weird lately. It says here she was in Willie Nelson's bar and got into a bar fight and got hauled off by the local police. Private dealing, private dealing. New Audra Reliant announces Red Cloud has been contained. Repeat, somewhere west of New York City has defeated the Red Cloud menace. Well, that's good news. That is good news. Maybe we don't have to be stuck together anymore. That would be even better news. Wait, they... Wait, did, did, did producer, computer, bot guy, did, did he just say the red cloud's contained? That's what it sounds like. I, how do you contain a cloud? Is there like a cloud box or a cloud bag? Maybe they made the cloud go away? Could be. Maybe they released a lot of birds and they flapped around up there and dispersed it. Grace, Grace, hey, you know what? You're a journalist. Here, <clears throat> here, yeah, take, take my iPad. Why don't you try and figure out, you know, what's going on out there? What do they mean by contained? What, what was the red cloud anyway? Uh, Leanne, here, here, I have a laptop over here. Uh, here, go ahead and take that. Wait, what are they saying on Twitter, on Insta, Facegram book? Oh, here's a report. It says that it was the fault of some experiment at a high school STEM class. That's really strange. How would they get that much power in a high school lab? I don't know. I don't think that's right. Kids are smart these days, you know? I mean, they're really smart. I mean, maybe not red cloud smart, but they're like red dust smart, at least, I think. That's a, that's a wild experiment for somebody to do in high school. I think it was some kind of robotic weaponry. Mm. 
Maybe they're going to uh, work for the Pentagon when they graduate. Well, you would know about uh, people who work at, work at the Pentagon. Yep, contractors tip really, really well. A lot of people are saying that, that the red cloud is, well, they're blaming climate change. This person says that there was some big booming voice they heard coming out of the cloud. We've got a lot of hashtag, what the heck is this? I think it's from Cleveland trending right now. Yeah, the, the, this one says that the, the cloud was sucking people into itself and spitting them back out, but nobody's sure why. Yeah, and there's an argument brewing here that some people think it's a good thing the red cloud has come to kill us all, and others say that's mean. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this, uh, I guess, this episode of the Fake Cast. Uh, you know, Grace, I'm so glad that even even though I kind of have not really liked you very much, we do work together and it's important that we uh, get along on some level. So I'm glad that we were stuck down here together and I guess with Paul so that we could get to to know each other a little better. And I have to say, you're not as you're not you're not so much the floozy that I thought you were. So I'm glad that we got the time to spend together. All right. And you weren't nearly as unpleasant as I expected you to be so good for you well and you know the more we talk I I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit better and I I I have to say I do respect that you do have a nose for the fake news and you don't you you do go after the story even if it's maybe not some methods I would approve of or ones that I would do but at least you do you do get the job done so I, I have to respect you for that wait wait you're closing out the show right now right uh, yeah, I thought I would. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I I know no one really listens to this piece of shit podcast thing you do, but, you know, every little bit helps. Guys, uh, fakest faithful, um, we, we've we been down here for, like, ever, and we haven't done a show, so the, the, the ratings aren't great. It's imperative. It's, it's important. It's required on our next newscast, which is going to be... Three weeks from now, because you know we have to get the plastic off the cameras and all that crap. But in three weeks, when we do our newscast, all of you need to watch live. It, it, it's very important, and we're going to find cool ways to reward you for it, but you have to, okay? You have Wait, to. Wait, what's going on with the ratings? Well, uh, uh, nothing. We just... We just we just need to pick back up from, you know, being off the air for a while. It's, it's nothing to worry about, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of things can go wrong with live broadcasts, Paul. Oh, you don't. You you, you don't have to tell me, Grace. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my my helicopter pilot. He he died. He he died. Oh, here we go. Why, Stan? Why? Well, listeners, if you are listening to this, this has been the Fake Cast. So thanks to Paul Defoe and Grace Huber Stafford for uh, being on my podcast while we've been underground in this bunker waiting for the red cloud to pass. You heard right, folks. The Fakest is taking an extra week off to make sure our newscast is the best it can possibly be. See you in three weeks.
Like the show? Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just scribble it all over your bedroom wall. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following the fakest news. That's fakest with an I. And support the show by buying a bunch of crap at store.thefakest.com. See See you next time. time.